Today, this podcast is being recorded on Awabakal and Waramai land. We pay our respects to Elders past, present, and extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us today. and blood magic where we work together to heal period shame heal our pussies and wombs and find the way to more pleasurable periods and sex lives I'm your host Jem Campbell a dietitian, nutritionist sexologist period empowerment guide sexual healing guide and menstrual blood witch. Go for a nice walk or set up a nice space and enjoy this podcast episode. Hello honeys! Welcome to the first episode of the Blood Slap Podcast. Fuck, this is so exciting. So this episode, pilot episode, is going to be all about my story and how I got to where I am, how I, I guess, achieved all of these weird titles <laughs> and why I'm so passionate about this work. Let's get into this episode. Hmm. Hello. And also hello to everyone watching the video and waving to my camera. Oh, wow. This is so epic. This is actually the second podcast that I've launched in the last couple of months. So I'm super excited to talk to myself again because I love talking. So hello and thank you for joining me for this first ep. Um, I'm just going to talk to you a little bit about, I guess, how I became a sexologist because that's obviously the main, um, I guess, catalyst for me actually getting here and being where I am today. Um, So my undergrad was in nutrition and dietetics, which I studied at Newcastle Uni, um, University of Newcastle, which is in Newcastle, Australia, in New South Wales, which is where I still live. So I've lived here for about eight years. And in that eight years, I finished my nutrition and dietetics degree. So I was at uni for five years because I did an extra year before I transferred into the degree. And then in probably the third year of my nutrition degree, I was like, fuck this. Like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be a dietitian. Um, It was kind of just one of those you know, decisions that I made when I was like 16, I was like, yeah, I want to be a nutritionist because like I loved eating healthy and, you know, exercising and treating my body really well with food. And 
I thought, why the fuck not do this for a career? Because you have to choose something, right? Um, Which is what we were all brainwashed into thinking when we were like 16 years old. And from there, um, I decided to continue the degree because I was so far through it. I was like, I might as well finish this now. I've spent like tens of thousands of dollars. So I finished that. And in my final year of dietetics, which was 2019... I decided that <laughs> I decided that I basically wanted to um, be a sexologist. <laughs> so pretty random, considering I was a dietitian. Yeah. So I started listening to this podcast in my final year of dietetics, and I was absolutely obsessed with it. It was Authentic Sex by Julia Allen. Some of you might have listened to it. Um, the early episodes in particular are really, really good. She talks a lot about period sex and the menstrual cycle and the seasons of the menstrual cycle, like the phases, and period sex and all things sex in like a lot of detail, and I'd just never heard anyone talk about sex like that. And she she's a sexologist, and I was like, wow, I've never heard of this. Like, what is a sexologist? You know, this is like... This is, what, nearly four years ago now, so I feel like the industry was really just starting to kick off. And, yeah, someone posted on their social media sharing one of her episodes, and it was, like, dirty, rough, kinky, messy sex or something like that. And I was like, holy shit, I have to listen to this. Like, what is this? You know, I was like, what is this? It sounds epic. So I listened to it, and lost my shit I was like right away I want to be a sexologist and so from there I had a year off after I finished my dietetics degree and that was 2020 so you know when shit was hitting the fan with COVID um so I was at home a lot and I lived quite close to the beach and quite close to nature so I just went for a lot of bushwalks and beach swims and spent a lot of time alone and I did quite a bit of introspection and I guess my, um, my, what you would call it, I guess a spiritual awakening or just a coming to understand my power as a human being with a spirit in my body at the start of probably 2019 after I broke up with my boyfriend at the time or even a little bit before that, um, and my friends and I would go to the beach on like a full moon and we'd all get naked and go swimming under the moonlight and we'd do ritual where we'd do card readings and we'd just share things and we'd do burning ceremonies and burn all the shit that we wanted to let go of in the sand and that was really healing and I started um, following the moon cycle more closely and I started to connect with my menstrual blood around this time as well. I really started to play with it and also, you know, I had always been someone who'd felt really connected to my period when I was on the pill and had the marina. I didn't feel like myself. I felt like my personality had been altered, which of course it was. Hormones do <laughs> create our personalities. Um, or they have some part in that. So yeah, I just didn't feel good when I was on hormonal contraception and 
I finally got my marina out in 2019 because I didn't have a partner anymore and you know I was happy to just use condoms um, while I started to learn about natural contraception um, which I'll talk about in a later episode. I really started to feel into who I am as a person and I guess what my purpose is on this planet my sole purpose or my you know um, my calling I guess you could say and I really I started to see that it was sex related and it wasn't until probably the end of last year that I started posting more on my social media about the menstrual cycle and kind of with period blood all over my face and my body and literally showing everyone on my stories my menstrual blood and letting everyone know when I was bleeding and what time of my cycle I was at some people really loved it and they were like whoa this person's sharing such an intimate part of their life and a lot of people unfollowed me a lot of people you know a lot of friends kind of I don't know if it was for this reason but I have a suspicion that it was kind of distanced themselves or some even ghosted me and it was a weird time (laughs) in my life of really big shifts Um, when I started to be more open about this publicly. From there, you know, I I started to to keep sharing and sharing and kind of then started talking more about sex and periods and things got really interesting because I ended up writing an online course on all of this and that was what I've been doing this entire year of, 2022 I wrote an entire online course with with like pretty much five modules that was pretty random um I didn't expect my life to go that way uh from studying quite a conventional um practice of you know dietetics at a university it was very mainstream very conventional you know not alternative in the slightest like a lot of my professors were even like anti-veganism and stuff it was weird I had to really distance myself from that world after I graduated because it just wasn't me Um, I found it difficult to connect with people in my degree because they had very different ways of looking at the world and they were looking at the world through a very different lens to what I was And when I started connecting more to spirit and doing a ceremony and ritual by myself in my room around some burning sage, which I obviously don't use anymore, which I'll explain why in a later episode, but, and, you know, incense and candles and beautiful crystals and all all the things. And I would do, started doing, you know, tarot readings and oracle readings and really communicating um, with my guides and and with the universe in that way and with God. Um, when I say God in this podcast, I'm referring to Mother Earth, to the universe, you know, to us as a whole because I don't, I'm not uh, religious per se. I definitely align, my beliefs align with a lot of Buddhist beliefs, but I wouldn't, I don't say I'm a Buddhist, but uh, maybe one day I will, but I believe in lots of different things here and there. I pick and choose, (laughs) as we all should, I think. 
yeah, I started exploring my spirituality and I started seeing it as a beautiful gateway to healing, I guess. And I definitely spiritually bypassed for a while. If you don't know what that is, it's a spiritual bypassing is essentially when someone uses their spirituality or spiritual practice or spiritual beliefs to essentially ignore what's actually going on for them. So ignoring the fact that (laughs) that spirituality also involves shadow work and investigating the dark side of your being. It's not all light and love and peace and tranquility and gentle, soft sensualness. It can be dark and scary and, and evil and confronting and frightening and yeah spiritual bypassing is essentially ignoring all of those parts of being a spiritual being and focusing purely on on the good qualities of oneself or the good things that are going on it's kind of like toxic positivity in a way um that's how I see it anyway and I did that for a long time and I used my spiritual practice to ignore things but simultaneously I was I was using it to heal um I was still going to therapy and and I was you know still doing yoga and meditation and and working out and going for walks and (laughs) you know going out in nature and doing the things that that I needed to but I definitely I I was ignoring my deeper traumas and the deeper roots of things if that makes sense and I was using my my family's struggles, the struggles of my parents and my siblings to mask my own and I would focus on on those in therapy and and try and solve my family members' issues before my own a lot of the time. Not all of the time. Um, I did address some of my own trauma but some of it was so deeply wedged in a corner of my brain that my my brain wouldn't actually let me access it. Um, but EMDRs really helped me with that. It really was very helpful for me to spiritually bypass at that time in my life, to be honest. I think it kind of was like a a coping or a protective mechanism. Like it helped me get to where I am today. But at the same time, I think I would have healed a lot faster or maybe not relapsed like I did with my mental health if I hadn't have spiritually bypassed so there's a lot of pros and cons there to unpack which I might do in another episode so yeah as I started to play with my menstrual blood and I started to connect with my womb and I I guess I really started my womb healing journey I and I started sharing that with friends and and people um, on social media I think I started to realize that this is like a spirit or an entity coming through me and I started to realize that really recently that blood magic has, which is the, the online course that I created this year, is like, it was created by me, obviously, but an entity came through me to create that and used my vessel to create that. And I don't believe that it's actually my soul. I think it's a different, like, energy or, or spirit. I'm still trying to understand it, but... Yeah, I, I really started realizing my 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 purpose in this world is to empower p- 
people with periods because remembering that it's not only women who have periods. I'm non-binary, which I definitely should have said earlier, but um, I'm gender fluid and I use they, them pronouns. And I have a womb and a pussy and a period. Yeah, so we need to remember that trans and non-binary and gender non-conforming people also bleed and have menstrual cycles. I see a lot in the spiritual community um, and in the kind of uh, menstrual cycle education and empowerment and kind of advocacy, I guess, space that, I guess, more the feminist space actually, um, which is dripping wet with fucking turfs at the moment, which are trans, exclusionary, (laughs) radical feminists. So essentially feminists who don't believe trans and non-binary people are oppressed (laughs) or um, they don't include them in the feminist movement trans women for example or non-binary people like me it's absolutely disgusting and this podcast is not about that it's a queer trans gender non-conforming safe space and always will be as a queer person I can say there's a lot of triggers and a lot of trauma associated with that from social media as well um I went through a phase earlier this year where I was constantly commenting on it was usually like the classic kind of spiritual white woman and they would post like women menstruate women have abortions you know the whole abortion thing that happened like the criminalizing of abortion happened in the US earlier this year it was like women 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 it's like well it's not just women who get abortions and it's not just women who have periods so please keep that in mind (sighs) and always call people out on it as well don't leave it up to to us to constantly do that we're very drained ourselves so it would be fabulous if some of you could take up some of that mental load for us And I guess the other piece to include in my story is I started manifesting and I started manifesting with my blood um, back in probably 2019, I'd say. Uh, I really started to do blood rituals, so I would script or paint the things that I wanted to call into my life with my menstrual blood and we dive into that in blood magic as well. I'm just cracking my knuckles if you can hear that. <laughs> God, I'm so seedy today. I had a Seroquel last night. If any of you know what that is, it's like kind of like Valium and just to like calm me down because I have PME, which is premenstrual exacerbation, which is another reason I'm so passionate about this work um, and educating this space. So essentially, I have several mental illnesses and ADHD, chronic pain and migraines. And during the luteal phase of my cycle, so the luteal phase is your premenstrual phase just before you bleed. So it's the final phase of your cycle. And during that phase and into my period, all of my symptoms get, most of my symptoms get exacerbated. Uh, So it's a very, very difficult time. And I often feel a trigger warning here. I'm going to talk a little bit about suicide. So just skip ahead a minute or so if you don't want to hear about that. I often get 
quite suicidal and extremely depressed and really anxious sometimes as well and panicky, which is not like me usually. I don't usually experience those things to that degree. Um, especially not, I don't feel suicidal at any other time in my cycle usually. So yeah, I had to have a hysterical last night because I'm, I'm on day 23 today of my cycle and usually my symptoms don't hit until like day 26. Um, your luteal phase sort of starts around day 20. Yeah, it's just like really hitting me. Like I'm just feeling really exhausted all of a sudden. I'm like, what's going on? I ate lunch. I'm drinking lots of water. And one thing that you will learn about me from this podcast is that I'm I'm very real and I'm one of those people I don't who doesn't really have a filter. Like I just say whatever's on my mind. I'm just really excited to be talking about this stuff on this platform because I'm quite tired of social media. That's how I've mostly communicated with my community. Pardon me. I do burp a lot as well. Um, I have reflux too, God. Yeah, I started sharing about my personal experiences with um, consent violations and that's kind of how it started and then it just kept snowballing and then after I finished my sexology degree last year it just kicked off and then it went from consent education which is what I was doing for a long time on my Instagram and then you know just sharing my trigger warning here I'm going to mention rape as well Um, so just skip forward a little bit and I talked openly about uh, I've been raped um, two times but potentially more we don't know (laughs) so I was sharing a lot about that And a lot of people saw my vulnerability and would jump into my DMs and also share very vulnerably their stories. And that was a really beautiful time of my life where I connected with a lot of a lot of people who had who were survivors and who had been through similar things. Um, I've also uh, been in domestic violence relationships. Yeah, I've been pulled through the ringer, essentially. (laughs) hence the the mental illnesses and things that's not the only reasons for them I've had most of them since I was a kid but yeah if you want to hear more about um that side of things like I I chat about ADHD and my mental illnesses and things in my in my other podcast um the NDMBs I'll put the link in the show notes um but I was going to share about how I'm quite off social media at the moment I'm still on Facebook because I still need to have some connection to people for my, obviously for my business and the podcast and stuff, but uh, podcasts now. Instagram was draining a lot of my energy and as much as I used to love making reels and content, I'm really enjoying podcasting at the moment and I don't want to ever force myself in my own business to do, to do things that I don't want to do. And unfortunately, I don't have the resources at this stage to to employ someone to do the um, social media marketing and stuff for me. So I'm giving it a rest. Um, You can follow my Instagram. I will be back on there, I'm sure, in a few weeks. Um, It's at I'm a Wild Gem. So I'm a Wild Gem is the name of my business, which I'm potentially rebranding very soon. So keep your eyes peeled for that. It's going to be really exciting. Uh, I probably won't launch the rebrand until next year, probably around March, just because I I want to take some time to sit with it and make sure it's the right decision. But until then, my business is I'm a Wild Gem and I'll put 
uh, the website, my website in the bio, sorry, in the show notes. Oh God, I'm so spacey. In the show notes. And I'll also put um, the link to Blood Magic, just to the landing page. If you would like to learn more about what that is, I'll probably do a shorter episode on it on going into a little bit more detail about what it actually is but I have an awesome landing page that I created myself that I'm very very proud of uh it's very easy to read it's just a few pages of like kind of short little chunks of info so it's not too overwhelming um so go and check that out as well uh I also have a period self-care guide as well that I just launched a couple of weeks ago it's 15 Australian dollars and it's nine pages of tips um, on how to look after yourself around your period so before and during your period yeah it's it's really beautiful and um, I wanted to make it really accessible so get your hands on that before the price potentially goes up next year Um, I also have a free blood ritual resource which you can also get from my website I will also put the link to that in my bio I also offer sex coaching so um, Essentially, my sex coaching is a little bit different to standard sex coaching. It's sex coaching. It's like a sex coaching and a sexual healing hybrid, which is why I also call myself a sexual healing guide. I'm I'm a very spiritual person and I really want to attract clients that are also spiritual or, or interested in, in uh, forming a more intimate relationship with their spirituality and with, with their soul with the higher self so I wanted to include crystal healing and meditation and sort of those sorts of practices and breath work as well in my sessions because when I think about healing obviously I come from quite a holistic point of view and I want that to come through in my sessions and I think sometimes just sitting there talking and not actually feeling things somatically in your body and doing breath work to process things or to move that energy through your body. Obviously, everyone's different in the way they go about their sex coaching, but that's my plan for it. And I have one beautiful client already, um, and I'll get her to share a testimonial shortly so you can have a read of that. That will be up on my website. Yeah, I'm I'm so happy. I think I'm actually going to do uh, a sliding scale um, because I want to make it make my sessions really accessible because sexual health and you know having a healthy sex life and a and a healthy relationship with self and healthy uh interpersonal relationships is extremely foundational to being a human being so I really want to make that accessible to everyone if you um look at the prices on my not that they're ridiculous because they're probably actually quite cheap for sex coaching anyway um but if it's just not within your budget or your financial resources you can send me an email i'll put my email in the show notes and we can chat about yeah doing it from like a a sliding scale i also offer nutrition coaching so my nutrition coaching can be if you would like to learn more about how to live cyclically with food so matching the types of foods and the teas and the herbs that you take 
while you're at specific stages of your cycle. I can also chat to you if it comes up in the sex coaching session about, um, you know, your nutrition. I, I usually do chat about that as well. So like I said before, super holistic and vice versa. So with the nutrition coaching, if you would also like to delve into sex stuff, we most certainly can do that as well. If that is the case, make sure to pop that in the intake form when you book the session. But if it just comes up in the session, that's totally fine as well. You can actually book a free 15-minute phone call via my website and we can chat and see if I'm the right practitioner for you. I feel like I haven't shared much about sex itself. I've talked more about periods, but you'll hear plenty plenty more about that. Um, I'm going to have loads of guests and friends and my partner probably as well on the podcast. Um, Also going to chat about ethical non-monogamy because I'm non-monogamous. Definitely we'll have lots of chats about that. So if that's something that intrigues you or interests you, then stick around. And if there's any topics you would like me to talk about, you can flick me an email or yeah, it's probably the best way. And then we're also going to chat in future eps about kink and BDSM I'm quite a kinky human (laughs) I'm a switch and I love being a dom and I love being a sub so we talk about all things that and I'll probably get my partner on a fair bit to chat about BDSM and kink also about sex and disability um, as I'm someone that lives with disability and something I'm very passionate about so yeah stay tuned for all of those epic topics and thanks so much for sticking around um till the end of this episode i hope you enjoyed i hope you enjoyed it and i will see you next week hey pals remember to rate review and subscribe to the pod as it helps us reach as many womb holders menstruators and sexual beings as possible thanks bye